Chris. Jake. This episode of Important If True is brought to you by Warby Parker. Stylish and affordable prescription eyeglasses and sunglasses. And if you go to warbyparkertrial.com slash thumbs, you can get five frames sent to your home to try on for free for five days. That's warbyparkertrial.com slash thumbs. Nick. Popcorn. (laughs) Popcorn? You go like popcorn, Nick, and then you have to like say something. What? <laughs> is that not- Popcorn Nick. Ah! I, popcorn is the number you dial to hear the time. What? What are you talking popcorn about? Popcorn Jake! <laughs> <laughs> Popcorn's the number you, you dial. No, you're supposed to say the time How is 10 How do you dial popcorn? There's letters on the numbers, Chris. You have to dial P? Oh, you've got that many letters? <laughs> That's seven numbers. That's how long a phone number is. Yeah, but I thought it would be one of those like magic ones like star 69. No, it's popcorn. Oh. I don't think it works anymore, but it, really? it, it won't work. Uh, that was the number oh. that, I, at least in the town that I grew up in, that you would call that would make the phone tell you what time it was. Weird. I honestly don't know what time it is either, but I can tell you what date it is. So we should do this podcast. Stop looking up popcorn. Popcorn Chris, popcorn Nick, but like reverse. Oh, shit. It's ringing. What? What? Oh, you got that one to work. That's a different service than the one that I had. Popcorn was a lady. It's September 14th, 2017. And this is important <laughs> if true. <laughs> okay, for Vital Thumbs, I am Chris Remo. I'm Nick Brecken. I'm Jake Rodkin. Hey, guys. Hi. Hi <clears throat> hey, Chris. So, um... We haven't have, done this podcast in a couple of days. We have to get something out of the, out of the way yeah. on this episode. <laughs> because it was... <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. We got yeah. some real, real important if true. Yeah, I've, I want to apologize for this being on the podcast, but it had it has to be done. I think you should tell as much of the backstory as possible yeah. to get this fully yeah. contextualized. So if you remember- Your hairdresser, Chris, told yes. you a story. Yes. That, the, that, Nick <clears throat> and I sh- that Nick and I both patronize. Yeah. She told me a story that I relate on the podcast about a woman who went on a date, clogged a toilet, put herself in a, in a difficult situation from which she attempted to extricate herself by extricating the feces by hand from the toilet, which the, she then placed into a bag, accidentally left on the countertop of her date while he was out, gone at work, locked herself out of the apartment, and then was forced to leave with the fecal matter still mm-hmm. in the kitchen. In a bag. In a bag next to a note <clears throat> saying, thanks, I had a great time. So I told that story on the podcast while, Nick, you sat there flabbergasted. Like incredulous. Like you were, yeah. you were yeah. Yeah, beside yourself. And then revealed at the end that you, in fact, had told that story to 
our hairdresser, yes. who had then told it to me yes. while strenuously claiming that it was someone else right. who had told it. Nick, her. you said that it was a coworker of yours who told you the story, it implied that it happened to them. Then a billion people... More or less. There were a few <clears> enough <throat> degrees of separation that, you, like believed, that you, you believed you had heard the source. Yeah. Then... Uh, the email deluge began, including it having like a Snopes page, it being told as a joke on talk shows, mm-hmm. it being a thing that just, it's an urban legend. And we attempted to course correct with a bunch of other similar poo stories that people sent us, all of which were also uh, debunked. Yeah. Uh, we then learned about the existence of the Bristol Stool Scale, a measuring rubric used to classify turds named after the city of Bristol in the United Kingdom. We also learned that Bristol is home of uh, robotics researchers who make robots fueled by poop. There's a bus that runs on poop. Yes. Bristol's just the center of the poop world. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I'm sorry for bringing this all back on this podcast, but days ago... And it's almost like it's clogged in our podcast. Yeah, it's almost like, it's, <laughs> it's almost like yeah. we need to somehow remove it from our yeah. podcast. Our email address, <laughs> our email inbox has been backed up significantly, <laughs> uh, clogged to the brim yeah. with hundreds of emails about an actual real-world news-verified event in Bristol, in the city of Bristol, in the United Kingdom about a couple who went on a Tinder date to the guy's house. The, the, the woman went up to the bathroom, found herself in a difficult situation. Toilet was clogged. She didn't know what to do. She scooped out the turds out of the toilet bowl and attempted to throw them out of the window. Went downstairs, apologized. She came clean, which is impressive, so to speak. She... She said, I'm so sorry. I panicked. I threw my poo out the window. I'm really sorry. And he said, okay, no big deal. We'll go out into the garden. We'll clean it up and we'll throw it away. It's fine. Whatever. They go out there. They realize, oh, my God, this is a window that is built such that there are two panes separated by only a few inches. So when she and the outer one is not able to be opened and the inner one is like four feet tall. So the poo ended up between two panes of glass in this like compartment between windows of this guy's bathroom. (laughs) And he said, okay, I guess we'll call the fire department. They're going to have to break the window because there's no other way to get to this. She said, no, wait, I'm a gymnast. You will lower me into the gap between the windows and I will retrieve it. I guess like this is Mission Impossible style, yeah. basically. This is like diving in between the lasers to grab the prize. So he dunks her upside down, head first, arm first, into the cavity between the two windows. She is she gets stuck. He takes There's pictures a, of this. Yeah, there, there are <laughs> photographs of her just like smushed in between the two window panes with her arm like and her face like mushed up against the glass. They call, they then do call the fire department. They come and have to smash the interior window to, uh, to get her out, which they do. They spend about 15 minutes carefully breaking the window. They get her out. 
And then he, with her permission, creates a GoFundMe page to replace the pane, the glass pane of his window that was shattered, supported by photographic evidence of this incredible encounter. Uh, In the week or so since, this has been verified by the BBC and numerous other news organizations by way of quotes from all the parties We were really careful about this. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, the fire department has issued statements about Mm -hmm. this. Uh, There is copious evidence, uh, gross evidence, Mm -hmm. supporting the details of this fact. It is not a hoisting. It is a true, well, I mean, let's be real. It was quite the hoisting. There was hoisting contained within the story. Yes, within the imaginations of the story. There was literal and figurative hoisting hoisting. involved in this this story all over the place. Yeah. Um, (laughs) A a woman was hoist. Yes. And was hoisted. We are not hoisted. Except that we fucking reintroduced this bullshit back into our podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's uh, (laughs) hoisted all around. It's impossible. It's impossible to not talk about this. I can't believe. Well, okay. Uh, Nick, right now, if you said, well, it was me, actually, I I would not. I don't know what I would do. Uh, (laughs) You would die. I I don't know what I would do because I would be dead. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. it's, It's impossible to not talk about this, given that it's basically the actual, like, disgusting vortex at the center of the Important of True universe. Yeah, we simulated a universe. <laughs> we spent several months simulating a universe by way of this podcast. What would you What would you call the Important uh, If True universe? Would you just call it the Important If True universe? Is that garbage? <laughs> oh, God. Important If True universe? The Important yeah, Cinematic Universe mm. is the ICU. <laughs> <laughs> The important cinematic universe project, <laughs> the ICUP. There you go, Chris. Are you happy now? I'm so happy, Jake. <laughs> the ICUP. Fuck off. <laughs> well, we're we're already here. We're already yeah. in a story about a woman yeah. who threw poo into a window, then got stuck and had to be pulled out by the fire department. Mm-hmm. So in Bristol. I know. I, that is like that's that's the that really is the... unbelievable. Nick, you didn't realize that when you first saw the story. No, and you exploded earlier when, like tonight, when yeah, you actually it's unbelievable. Read the, it truly is so, unbelievable. I think I think that I know what might actually be going on here. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And it is that reality is becoming untethered from time, mm-hmm. and we are witnessing the actual inciting incident of this story. Oh shit! I think. Uh, I think time travel is confirmed to oh be real. Oh, my God. And this information... This is the, like, telephone... Like, all of our podcasts months ago were actually the sort of, like, one degree separated, one degree separated, one degree... Another, like, you know, 20 degrees separation yeah, it's sort like of this telephone game of this actual event that occurred yeah. days ago when that girl... and have spiraled out through the multiverse, yes. the ICU universe. <laughs> well, that, when that young woman... Put herself and the poo between those two panes of glass. Some sort of just quantum reverberation yes. happens, yes. and yes. the entire event will like back in time. Yeah, uh, which we've yeah we've been hearing the aftershocks in reverse. Yeah. through our podcast. Yeah, so uh, I don't I don't know what to make of that, but it's it's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrifying you know that this event. God, that's actually fuck. That's okay. So I was reading this story. And there was an incredible caption that I have to assume is just sort of a colloquialism, but maybe it wasn't, uh, because the the caption it has the like the the photograph of the woman like 
sandwiched between the windows. Mm -hmm. And the caption of the windows is, Liam Smith pictured his date trapped upside down in the window, which is amazing. <laughs> I think what they meant by that is photographed his date, yeah. but maybe they did it. Maybe he maybe pictured it, egg, maybe had a premonition. Maybe yes. he was also exactly. getting hit by the yeah. aftershocks yes. of this. Exactly, yes. Yeah. He was struck, like, as though by lightning with an image of his date trapped in the window. He couldn't quite figure out why. Weirdly, that image was like seven years ago is yeah. when he, is when that he was image, first. <laughs> that image of that girl trapped in that window is also a total cursed image. Like 100%. Oh, yeah, no, it's it it a total cursed is. image. Yeah. It's a disaster. Yeah. <laughs> Someone had that perfect simulator of the universe that we talked about last week and typed into it, what if the poo story was real? And then the computer went into an incredible recursion mm-hmm. and crashed and erased itself. Erased itself. Erased erased. erased. It's September 14th, 2017. And this is Important If True. From Idle Thumbs, I'm Chris Remo. I'm Nick Brecken. I'm Jake Rodkin. Hello. Hi. Welcome back. <laughs> Nick, you're in Hawaii. I was. Welcome back. Thank you. Was it relaxing and nice? Um, uh, mostly. <laughs> I mean, mostly. <laughs> what? I, uh, what? What? Well, I severely burned. Oh, shit. How'd it get burned? areas of me... <laughs> areas of you? What does that mean? Is that like? All right, well, that's applying something that is not what I mean to apply. Uh, <laughs> Certain strategic <laughs> zones, if you follow my meaning. Yeah. A tactical burns. Yeah. Um, the first day we were there, I put suntan lotion on myself, but because we live in a cloudy. Uh, the cloudiest like area of the country. I am not practiced at doing that. I haven't put suntan lotion on in months. You just and do it. You just do it. But we had this like chalky <laughs> suntan lotion. We had this chalky suntan lotion it. that we couldn't spread. Well, and that's your problem. A, it was a whole thing. Long story short, I forgot to put suntan lotion on my feet. Oh, boring. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no. Not boring, Chris. Okay. Um, I'm bored. They were a shade, like a like a dark shade oh, no. of purple after Ooh, this. What? And the second day, it felt like my foot was is basically in the tightest leather shoe you could possibly oh, imagine. God. Oh, that was your where, flesh. Where you just like any bending of the foot. It was just like just stretching this like taut oh, leather. No. I mean, I it, it like was just it was it was bad. I did have a conversation show. I, mean, I, I, I like it's like I did also burn my. <laughs> I did have a conversation though with somebody. I faved that tweet. Um, yeah, my my girlfriend's sister. <laughs> Uh, her boyfriend has uh, seven brothers, or uh, has five brothers and three sisters. Is this a riddle? A lot of them, happening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then there's a train, and it goes so many miles. They, no, so they, uh, we, just a ton of people at this house, and uh, people were asking me, like, what I do. And, like, Janelle was like, oh, Nick's, like, he, he has a podcast. Like, he does a podcast. That's not uh, what you do. I know, I know. It was, like, one of the things. Sure, yeah, and okay. and um, I was talking to one of her brothers, 
And he said, like, oh, what's your podcast about? <laughs> and I was like, um, <laughs> fuck. I don't know. It's complicated. Whatever. And then somebody asked him, like, oh, his name's Bryson. He was like, you're like, creating a weird, like, recursive yeah. universe singularity <laughs> right now, by the way. Yeah, I know. And somebody what, asked, What's your podcast about? Why don't you listen to the next episode and find <laughs> out? Right. So anyway, he asked me what the podcast was about. About, 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 about. Yeah. So, so somebody asked him though. They were like, "Oh, Bryson, like if you did a podcast, like what would your podcast be about?" And her, their, their, her brothers are all like really sweet guys, but they work in construction, and so like I expected an answer of long lines of like a sports podcast or something like that. You know, you prejudiced motherfucker. Well, whatever. Fucking prick. So so he says he says my podcast I think would be about nanotechnology, and I was oh, like, really? Shit. Do you do you know like a lot about nanotechnology or something? And he was like. No, I think I, that's just what my podcast would be about. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, like, well, it is like my that. podcast. I was like, oh, you just off. explained our back podcast. Off. That's what I do. Positions taken, buddy. <laughs> yeah, right. Step yeah, off. yeah. Back away. Get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was very good. <laughs> anyway, that's all I got. <laughs> You're like, okay, so what, let's workshop this. What if it was about that and my foot burns? <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That part doesn't sound very. <laughs> I don't think I would. Fuck you! That's the lead of my next episode. <laughs> yeah, what if it was like a growth leather shoe? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think that's good. That sounds <laughs> bad. <laughs> sounds like bad content. <laughs> no, but it was like really painful. What if I tell everyone about it? Yeah. What if I infer something lewd first, <laughs> and then tell them about you? God, this is stupid. Sorry. <laughs> Not your fault. You fucking ass. You did it. (laughs) While you were doing that, I uh, it was my birthday this past weekend, and uh, we went to um, Sarah and I went with Jake and Dana to a thing called Speakeasy, which is a uh, it's a really fun kind of like interactive uh, performance thing where you like you go to it and it's all decked out like a you know, Prohibition era speakeasy. It's like kind of cheesy, but it's a really fun, lightly interactive thing. You're not, you're yeah. not like it has a full bar and it's sort of cabaret exactly, style yeah. theater and a small like casino that you play in for fun, not for actual cash. Yeah, they do expect you to like not be wearing jeans and a t-shirt or whatever, so you don't break the illusion of the whole thing. So we, um, you know, we were heading out of our apartment to go to this and I'm like, you know, wearing a full suit and a pocket square and everything and Sarah's in a cocktail dress and and uh, we're all, you know, we got the whole thing is like, you know, we've got the whole thing and then the instant I close our apartment door I realize that I locked ourselves out and did not have <laughs> and you would put It's September 14th, no. <laughs> <laughs> I locked, I had locked us out the keys were still in the apartment. At that point, we still had like an hour or so before we were going to meet you guys, Jake, for right. dinner. Um, and so we were just like, well, this sucks. Like we can't, like what are we going to do now? We have to like go to this thing. You pay in advance for this whole, you know, this whole experience. Like we're not going to just not go to it. Um, we are in our building. It's like the individual apartment doors lock, obviously, but then also the there's a main door out of the building that also locks. So if you leave that, you can't get back in sure. without a key either. Our building is like two buildings connected by a courtyard. The whole buildings all are connected architecturally with through like fire escapes and shit. 
So I basically, we started going around to other people's doors in the apartments and like knocking on doors and being like, hi, sorry, like we live in this building too. Uh, but we locked ourselves out. Is there any way we could like come into your like home and climb out the, your kitchen window and like climb up a fire escape <laughs> and climb into our our thing? I'm and, sure people were super accommodating. Uh, you'd hope, but uh, I realized that we're knocking on doors, people are opening them, and we're basically these dapper fucking <laughs> oh, like people. We're like fully yeah. done up, and I'm I like with all the the shit. Hello there, it is I, a gentleman thief. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I I realized like after like. Three of these that it was there was a weird effect being created where it looked like I was going so out of my way to appear <laughs> sort of like, distinguished right. and trustworthy that it just blew out the other side into like doth no thou fuck. mind if yeah, I yeah. enter thine home <laughs> may I cross thine mantle <laughs> and make my egress through thine cookery. <laughs> Okay, hi, sorry. I live in the other building, and like we're actually connected to your kitchen through the fire escape. Is there any way? By this point, you were dabbing your flop sweat. Like I was trying to find any way to like un like make myself look less like like a cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And he he was like, I don't think the buildings are connected, and I'm like, they're they're definitely connected. Like they're the same. I've looked into your kitchen a million times. (laughs) Can I just like hang off of that rooster clock that you have? I'll only eat one of the Granny Smith apples in your bowl. <laughs> I've never had this experience before, but it was totally that. Just like, I don't know. As he's like, closes the door by one more inch each time he says a sentence where he's like, I don't, I don't think, I don't know. I don't know. Click. And then whatever, we just had to leave. I can't believe nobody let you do it. Actually, that's actually not true. One woman did. And Sarah was like, I'll do it. Like, I, I'll, I'll just go do it. Um, she... Went the woman let her go all the way through her kitchen, come out her kitchen window, climb up the fire escape, and go to our window. Which, by the way, like the wind will just sometimes slam our kitchen window open mm. um, if it's not fully latched. And I remembered that the day before we're like we should like close all the latches on these <laughs> because it's like there's like storms and, and yeah. it's like crazy yeah. here recently. So we had, we'd forgotten we did this. The whole thing was locked, and she basically spent ten minutes like rattling the kitchen window. Okay, that's not so, any more suspicious <laughs> than what no. had been occurring yeah. before. We eventually had to give up and leave. We just went to the thing. I had a, had a fun night uh, with Jake and Dana. I just did the whole thing. Came got back to our apartment by like midnight had to call a locksmith and then just wait there for like 45 minutes as he came and just broke into our apartment and let us in and then left like there was no identity verification there was no like i i was like thinking in my head all the ways i was gonna like prove that it was our apartment zero of them required i'm like oh there's gonna be like wedding photos in there that are like the people that are us in it uh nope Fuck that shit. Yeah, he literally like got out his little like Allen wrenches and shit. They weren't Allen wrenches, whatever his like little chunky things are, and just fiddled around with the lock until the door opened, and then I swiped my credit card in his little like square thing, and then he just left. You should have had him unlock one of the people's apartments that didn't let you in, and then just stride <laughs> in confidently and just open their window and go through the fire escape and then walk into God, your apartment from there. With Sarah yeah. in your apartment who opened yes, that yes, other exactly. one yeah, to yeah, let yeah. you in and then just, just confidently just stride kind of like across. Prove the, you know, <laughs> yeah. full, complete yeah. I told you it was my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, eat that guy's fucking apple on the way through his kitchen <laughs> right. and then just walk yeah, out. Steal his pot. I'll shine it on my with my pocket square. <laughs> yeah. Wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. <laughs> yeah. 
I enjoy themed immersive theatrical experiences. <laughs> Let's read an email. Um, I had a normal weekend, by the way, you guys. <laughs> okay. No part of it was burned no, or locked. Of, well, yeah. I mean, part of your weekend was contained in my story. Yeah, but it was like the part where we just did a thing. You just did the thing you intended to do. Yeah. You didn't have to break into your own house. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I'm jealous of that part of it. Tom Huber writes, Most of the time, I think and read things in my own voice. Other times, the voice is not my own. For instance, this email sounds like Chris Remo's voice. Since if it is, if it is read on the cast, it will inevitably be read by him. Do any of you have internal voices used for specific purposes? I remember when I was a kid. I mean, this is the opposite kind of of what he's asking. But I remember really potently that when I was a kid, so I loved Calvin and Hobbes when I was a kid. I was like obsessed with the comic strip Calvin and Hobbes. I thought it was like the most amazing thing. I mean, I still think it's I still think it's an incredible comic strip, but I just remember being like powerfully obsessed with it as a kid. And I'm sure this is a very common experience among children, but I was can I just like knew in my soul that Calvin's voice sounded exactly like mine. Mm. Like I just that was just a like a true fact. Yeah. And I remember like if if I ever heard someone else like read a Calvin and Hobbes strip out loud or like quote like, that's not Calvin. Yeah, in my in my head I would just be like, that's not what he sounds like, obviously. He sounds he sounds exactly like this. But I didn't think of it as like Calvin sounds like me or I sound like Calvin. Right. It was just the voice that is mine that I that, that I recognize as my own, that is just identical. Like it's the same. It's how Calvin sounds. Mm. It's just, mm-hmm. it was like a separate, like disconnected but very certain belief yeah. about that voice. Which hmm. is interesting. It's like a case of really specific con- I guess like um uh I don't know like transference that's not even the word I'm looking for but like I definitely related powerfully I guess to that to that character to the point that I like, yeah subsumed yeah yeah like when you see someone peeing on the back of a car <laughs> you read the word ford in your own voice like right that's exactly a, that's, a, that's like, what he's peeing on right exactly. yeah, like, yeah yeah I hate yeah, ford ford sucks yeah I pee on it. (laughs) I have another internal voice that I think of in my own head now that is not my own normal voice. That is the voice I think of when I read outrageous internet. Like, is it just you doing a nerd voice? Yeah, it's like that stupid nerd voice that I do. Um, that I, I have done on a, like other podcast. I don't know that I've ever done on this podcast, but I've done it on other podcasts. And I was thinking of it in the context of this question because we got an email from uh, Vanessa from Portland who wrote in with a link to a predictive text generated one star review of LaGuardia Airport, which was <laughs> generated by the same um, sort of person's. Uh, predictive text script that was used to generate the uh, Catacombs of Paris review. Do you guys remember this? Mm, that yes. we read on our other podcast, Idle Thumbs, like Long six ago. months ago, like last yeah. last late last year, maybe even. Um, and we haven't w- done one of these in a long time, uh, but this is one that I thought I agreed with Vanessa, who wrote in that it was an excellent example of the form. Uh, it was created entirely with one-star Yelp reviews of LaGuardia Airport, all fed into this predictive text, okay. like machine, and then spit out. Uh, so here is the transcript in the voice you hear it in your head. In the voice that I hear this kind of text in my head, yes. 
The airport is a joke and disgrace and aviation is an outdated piece of shit. Now and then, I fly into this death trap of a sad disaster. I can truly say that LGA is the shittiest, nastiest dump of food and stagnant air traffic that there ever has been. We were waiting for bags and it was taking too long. We were hungry for food and then finally we were hungry for people. We had no idea how to get some. The lady in front of me was crying because I was having an affair on JFK's plane. I thought, oh well, at least I haven't yet experienced what I don't know about. My family members forgot to take me to my luggage, which is one reason I hate both of my family members. I think about how awful my family is. By comparison, the airport is a complete idiot. The food court is subpar, not enough bathrooms and disgusting shitholes. I know how to use a restroom, and it doesn't look like what some people in this airport like to do. The airport was the most depressing place to eat anything but Pepsi products. Yuck. I would rather go straight to the nearest subway station and dirty the floor with my bags of smelly garbage. If you're unfortunate enough to be a nightmare, I have a nice alternative for you. Just go to LaGuardia and have a beer and then have some sedatives and then finally sit back and wait for the airport to be demolished. If you can avoid it, please do not look at my family. <laughs> One star. <laughs> that kind of in some parts read like a review from a fucked up future. Yeah. 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 I. <laughs> that's. <laughs> These are the best because they like aggregate all of the things and then sort of find commonalities. It's sort of like. But then, yeah. Be- I, I, concepts blend disgustingly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I would rather go straight to the nearest subway station and dirty the floor with my <laughs> bags of smelly garbage. Yep. <laughs> it's very good. Um, break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was that? What the oh, fuck yeah, was that? At a point, more or less. <laughs> yeah, sure, but why yeah, did I just say take a break? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I didn't uh, want to. I didn't want to like declare it if you if we felt like it, you know going. You guys want to take a break? Sure. I like the first one way better. <laughs> way, uh, uh, break, break, break. <laughs> Darn it. Jeez. This episode of Important If True is brought to you by Quip. <gasps> yeah, Quip designs, manufactures, and sends to your home very nice, compact, well-designed electric toothbrushes. You can get plans where they will send you the toothpaste as well. And then every three months, they will send you a brush head refill. So your electric toothbrush always has those good, good plaque scraping bristles fresh for you. They'll even remind you every six months to go to the dentist because you can't remember anything in your own life. Nick is staring at me intensely. <laughs> Nick, it sounds Nick. like you need, you need a quip to tell you to go to the dentist. And keep up with the rest of the things in your life. Nick is thinking about emails we'll read later in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Nick's freaking me out right now. <laughs> Nick, why don't you go to triquip.com slash thumbs. That's triquip.com slash thumbs for $10 off your first brush head refill. You want to just record this podcast? <sighs> and we're back. <laughs> 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 Jesus Christ. <laughs> hi, guys. Are we, uh, yeah, hi. Ah! Hello. Hello. Hi, we Nick, got our professional hi, voices on. Oh, no. Oh, did I just give myself the hiccups? Swallow those hiccups. 
Actually, no, that'll make the hiccups worse. Don't yeah, do that. Yeah, I would never swallow a yeah, hiccup. Yeah, don't do it. Ten small sips. What? Ten small sips. Popcorn. <laughs> what does that mean, ten small sips? You take ten small sips of water. Really? Cures your hiccups. I thought you were supposed to take a huge, like, stream of water with no break. <laughs> really? <laughs> that's what I always heard. Well, Those are like wrong. the opposite, of, <laughs> Man, literally the opposite. That's interesting, because I always heard that hiccups are incurable. <laughs> <laughs> ten small sips, huh? Yeah. I'll have to try that next time. <sighs> try it. It's, there's... Yeah. And that's my endorsement. <laughs> uh, Peanut butter and jelly sandwiches are good for you. Ten small sips they of water. They are. Yeah. God, all right. We're moving on before They're I get not. all riled up. Yes they, yes, they are. Okay. All right. Whatever you say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Andrew writes, <laughs> how is that outrageous to you? How is it like what do you a mean? shocking thing to say peanut butter jelly sandwiches it's food. aren't good for <laughs> oh, Okay. That's, you're right. Okay. True. Good point. It keeps you going. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Uh, that's your bar? Nick Nick Brecken endorses the Snickers bar of sandwiches. I'm not the Snickers saying, bars are great. I'm, look, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with peanut butter jelly sandwiches or that yeah. it's bad to eat them. They're obviously not like good for you. Yes, they are. What are you talking about? Okay. Name me a food that's better than a peanut okay. butter jelly All sandwich right, for you. Right. I see what you're doing. No. <laughs> Tell me a lunch sandwich that is superior in nutrition. What are you? I, are you <laughs> talking with me right now? No. <laughs> I don't know. Like anything that doesn't have jelly in it. Like jelly is healthy. <laughs> no, it's a serving of fruit. It's fruit preserves. Oh you God. need five servings of fruit a day, Chris. <laughs> five <laughs> servings of jelly, ten sips of water. Yeah, that's all you need. I live to 98. <laughs> and I smoked s- every day. Five servings of jelly. <laughs> With my peanut and butter. And ten little sips. <laughs> all right. We get good. Nick's cousin-in-law or whatever the fuck on this podcast oh. that tells about peanut butter nutrition. All right. Hey, we're back. Break. We're back. Oh, it's a, no. We're back. Oh, okay. Break. Bryant Wagner mm. writes: In recent episodes, you've been discussing the possibility and likelihood that at least one of you is replaced with a robot. Have we been discussing the likelihood of that? We've talked about that a handful of times. I guess now. it sort yeah. of snuck into a lot of. I think yeah. a lot. Yeah, a lot of times we've talked about the fact that one of us could easily be replaced mm-hmm. by a robot who yeah. mimics all of our behaviors, and no one would. N- none of us would know. And, you know, one of us probably is. All right. Well, so to that point, Brian Wagner continues, the assumption has been that it would be lifelike and have an advanced AI so good at mimicry that nobody would know it wasn't the real you. But what if that wasn't necessary? What if everyone was seamlessly fooled by any kind of robot replacement (laughs) and you could choose what that would be? Would you still prefer the perfect AI replica? Perhaps a manufacturing arm would better carry on your legacy. (laughs) Or maybe your style is becoming a pizza band robot with a few songs and quips. Of any possibilities, what robot do you want continuing your life? That's an outrageous premise. Is the premise seriously that it could be absolutely anything? Yes. And the people around you would just be like, oh, hey, Chris. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Classic. Classic. Oh, man. As you're just like a fucking paint can shaker. What do you think about that, Chris? (laughs) Oh, Chris. I'm the volleyball from Castaway. That's not a robot. Okay. Uh, So I... I I immediately went down this train of thought and started looking up just like literally de- definition of robot 
because I, 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 like, I refer to all sorts of dumb shit as a robot. Like any simple machine I, I refer to as a robot. Sure. Right? Like, sure. Where's the line, right? Yeah. Was, I cons- like, I've referred to basically a wheel as a robot before. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I'm pretty okay. sure. Uh, Early man, uh, first, <laughs> first robotic robot creation. Fire. Nanos. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, you know, a a machine capable of carrying out a complex series of actions automatically, especially one programmable by a computer. I don't care about the second part of that definition, but I feel like that's... <laughs> I don't care about the part of this definition that... Well, oh, I guess it says especially. For, yeah. So not <clears throat> mandatorily. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, okay, no, fair yeah. enough, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true, of course. Early robots weren't computer controlled. And then, no. and then I looked up, I did a Google search for simplest robots because I thought that would be probably, you know... Yeah. If, I'm, if I can fool someone with any fucking thing, yeah. I should probably just find the simplest robots. And then I found uh, the webpage at instructables.com, which is a sort of like maker how-to site. Yeah. It's just uh, an instructable sort of like playlist or, or tag group called Your First Robot. And it's complete step-by-step instructions for 15 robotics projects. But the first one, <laughs> the first one that I found, and this is definitely what I would replace myself with, <laughs> is a thing called the Pocket Drunken Robot. <laughs> Which, uh, let me show you a picture of the pocket drunken, drunken robot. It's a just, <laughs> it's, uh, it appears to be a watch battery hooked up to a pager or cell phone, uh, buzzer mechanism with a tiny cute face drawn on it. <laughs> what? <laughs> what does it do? Uh, <laughs> it's just a goofy it's, little, like, it's smiley face. It's a smiley face covered in tinfoil, and all that it does <laughs> is you put, you. It's, its head is a button that you press, and then it just goes, it just sort of wiggles around on a desk and smiles. <laughs> this is like a bobblehead? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's built out of, like, a cell phone or a pager buzzer. So oh, it's, okay. it's a little thing, like, the size yeah. of, like, a stack of ten nickels, and all it does is go, and sort of just, like, and just sort of, like, wiggle around on a desk like it's drunk, I guess. Like, it sort of just stumbles around. I see, right. I see, I see, I uh, see. But it has a cute little smiley face on it, and you can just turn it on so and off by a, pressing a button. So it's a robot whose head. function is amusement. <laughs> yes. So the thing I want to know about this, given that, let's, <clears> say, <throat> let's say, Jake, let's say we, we introduced Important If True, and, I mean, how fucked up of a seat. Does this apply? Is this, like, mass delusion on for the entire world? Well, is this, like, uh, well, the fucking yeah. magic magician I mean, that's what it is, right? That's the premise. Enchants the globe well, we, we, and everyone agrees this is Jake what happens when we start recording this podcast and Nick's like oh, this is important if true and I'm and like I I'm go, Chris Remo and I'm Nick Brecken <laughs> oh, <laughs> Jake, okay, no, Jake. no 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 it wouldn't go like that you would say I'm Chris Remo I would say I'm Nick Brecken and then I would have to reach over and hit the thing and but then you, it would go but <laughs> neither of us would consider that weird or notable exactly right. we're just you would, you would just be tossing it to Jake yeah, exactly. by activating him <laughs> exactly but how far does that go okay well like, I think if you were the if you were the pocket drunk robot, you would end up in those in many classic situations as experienced by Dougie Jones and and countless other uh, sort of um, borderline comatose uh, characters from from yeah you would Mister Magoo through life yeah you'd have, yeah. you'd you'd be like in a meeting at work and someone would be like yeah I just can't I just can't figure out this problem what do you think Jake <laughs> like. Like, huh, hmm, yeah, you're not not impressed, huh? Yeah, I really, I guess, I guess you're right. I guess I haven't really thought this through. I haven't really thought, <laughs> you're right, back to the drawing board. And then they go back and have a brilliant idea. Right. And the company is, you know, does gangbusters. And then you are, you're all the more celebrated. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. I mean, 
I guess there would have to be some jobs in which that would be bad. If you were like a first responder medical professional. I feel like the world would have to heal itself around me somehow changing the world in that way. You think I would just let people die? I wouldn't, Chris. Yeah. I mean, I get. Mm. do you think it's contingent on how good at your job you already were? I mean, I presumably like if that's, like the, if that's become, the sort of possibility space people people will allow and sort of heal around you, or like, oh well, you know, he. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Honestly, I'd probably rather just be a pizza band robot because at least then I'd get a to what? sing and talk. A pizza band robot. Oh, you'd rather be the. Oh no. <laughs> that was yeah. in the email. Yeah, proposed yeah, yeah, that you could yeah. be a, an arm yeah. or a pizza band. That's robot. really fucked up because <clears throat> that would actually make for a terrifying. Like, if you could ever look at the... If you're the one person who could objectively stand exactly, outside of it, right, and they would yeah. just scream forever. If I'm a yeah. little buzzing thing the size of a nickel that just sort of wiggles around on a table and everyone talks like I'm yeah. a person, that, just, that would be distressing. That just looks like Nick and be... I are just weird, kind yeah. of. Yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> way more fucked up if I was just a huge sort of, like, purple, like, grimace <laughs> slash gorilla bear with a, like, yeah. banjo that strings didn't actually work, but I just played recordings of me playing music. Right. Well, or if you're just that one robot and all the rest of the like apparatus isn't there, you're just doing I'm the just like. Yeah, that's disgusting. I don't like it. Yeah. Chris, you'd be a quip toothbrush. Yeah. Uh huh. Mm. Every thirty seconds. Every thirty seconds. <laughs> Time <laughs> your mouth closer. Also vibrating. Boop. So yeah, exactly. So this yeah. podcast Jake is and I are just going to out with this nonstop vibration. <laughs> and this it's just Nick. It's Nick, a little vibrating smiley face, right. and a toothbrush. No, I'm a perfect replicant, like <laughs> well, super Nick advanced AI, like just like but a, who you know, acts exactly like just, Nick Brecken. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm joined by my co-host and <laughs> my co-host uh, Chris Ramo, yeah. she yeah. dentist, yeah. <laughs> and Jake Rodkin. <laughs> That would actually be this content exists on our Patreon. Yeah, this it is, is the Nick Brecken podcast oh, yeah, where you talk true. to yourself. The next time you do one of those, yeah. I think we know. What, no, yeah, what I've it's got, I've got my idea. The overall conceit of this, though, that you're just some shitty robot and the rest of the world has healed itself around believing that you're real. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What's yeah, even the point of really existing? It, like in that, that's a dis- really terrifying universe I, as are all well, the universes I mean we, we, we picked the stupidest robot examples I like that you could basically be um, you could be the robotic arms you could hand people things and you could be useful and they treat yeah, you yeah so like yeah so here's a question right so here's a question what if the kind of robot you are is a sort of uh, assembly line manufacturing robot that like spits out newly created things. I mean, you'd have to get raw materials <laughs> from somewhere. Thank you. But like, yeah, I mean, what if thank like you. overnight, like the room just fills up with like gears? Like, oh, Chris is at it again. <laughs> but what, <laughs> are they, his gears. what are they? Yeah, what are they thinking? He just loves like, making these gears. But that's a new trait. I didn't love making gears when I was me. You've always liked making gears. So that just gets retconned into Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. Wow, this is a sinister. Yeah. Um, I mean, you do love making those <clears throat> gears. <laughs> I um, hope I make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Yeah, I hope okay. I make jelly. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I, hope I hope you burn strategic too, areas. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dante Johnson writes. <clears throat> speaking of weird powers, kids had. Bl- or, sorry, 
Dante Johnson writes, Speaking of weird powers kids believe they had, someone as a kid told me or gave me the idea that sleeping makes things go faster. It's not wrong in a way, but I started to trying to apply that to other parts of my life, specifically video game load screens. I realized as I got older, closing my eyes to make the loading screen load facts faster was ridiculous, but I find myself to this day, at age 31, closing my eyes during long waits on screen. Be well, Dante Johnson. I realized when I was reading this email that I do a really stupid and like embarrassingly cheesy thing, which is when I turn off a light switch, not 100% of the time, but frequently, when I turn off a light switch, knowing that I'm about to be engulfed in darkness, at the exact instant I flip the switch, I will close my eyes to sit. To, I think what my brain is doing is like simulating the effect in a film when a cut to black is synced up mm. with a light being turned <laughs> off. So it's not just that the light is turning off, it's that everything is being deleted wow. from the screen. Okay, so now yeah. I know that in the moment that you turn off a light, I could change or remove or add something from the room and you <laughs> would be infinitely less likely to notice because if yeah. you're... Uh, that like that trick of blacking out your vision and opening it is exactly how to fool your brain about small changes that take place in the environment around you. Is that you. true? Yeah. Huh. There's an exhibit in the Exploratorium about that where it has uh, pictures of city streets, the Exploratorium being the San Francisco like sort of science hands-on museum. It has mm-hmm. pictures of, of city streets and of rooms, and it will cut to black in between and bring it back up, and you're, you're – you know, if you look at a picture of, a, of like this podcast studio and then immediately on the next frame, this cup was gone, yeah. you would notice it. Mm, but right. if it cuts to black and comes back and that cup is gone, you are way less likely to notice uh, that that yeah, happened. That totally yeah. makes sense. So, yeah. um, you're so ready when, to be fucking so owned every time you turn a light switch on and off. When the night, when the, when the, when my world turns to black and returns and you have been replaced uh, with a small, you're way less likely to notice. Face, yeah, I'm equally as likely to notice as I would have before, which is to say, <laughs> entirely unlikely to notice. True. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a couple. We have a, two of these actually. We have yeah, one more good. of these um, follow-ups. Daniel writes. I enjoyed Chris's anecdote about his car window laser. I too enjoyed in this. <laughs> engaged in this absurd fantasy. I think it exists at an intersection between childhood boredom and assimilation of games and movies when our brains are still squishy. I don't think I stuck with that one too long, though, because it evolved into something different. One of my favorite Uh. car games to play was uh, to spot one piece of window filth, as you described, but then imagine it acted somehow similarly to a platform character like Mario. (laughs) Instead of having a directional pad and jump button, I simply moved and pivoted my head to reposition the spot. Mm. For obstacles, there were mailboxes, electric and utility boxes, small bushes, whatever lined the road. Another obstacle or surface to have the spot glide over was the guardrail for bridges and highway overpasses. Then, in 1999, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater came out for PlayStation, and my fixation on this game re-solidified. Having my stupid little window spot do a sick grind on those guardrails was one of the most satisfying things ever. In summation, kids are bored, kids are weird. That actually, I didn't have an answer to this when we when it first came up, and it reminded me of a couple things. One, as a kid, my eyesight must have been far better because I remember always noticing that if I focused out through the windshield of the car, I thought that I could occasionally see basically weird organisms, and I'm sure that what that actually was was out-of-focus uh, dust on the mm. outside of my eye. I definitely can never focus well enough to see that shit anymore. Mm-hmm. Um but this skateboarding slash like Mario reminded me that I didn't ever play games with that stuff. But being in a car was when I was the most fascinated by sort of 
parallaxing and one point perspective and having either a thing right in front of my eye or a thing attached to the car that you that I could pivot my head around and sort of watch the way that the world would rotate around it was always super fascinating mm. to me. I used to be obsessed with like the like the the road barrier, you know, like the, the or the metal divide, the metal the guardrail at the end, not the median, oh, but oh, sort oh. of like the metal guardrail yeah, on the yeah, edge, yeah, yeah, or yeah. sometimes sometimes it's a median, yeah. And sort of the weird effect of the strobes of yeah, the posts I know. that that I would have, really and that. like if that happened, and a cornfield or like crop was in the background, and there were alternating mm. strobes at different parallax layers, I used to always think about that and try to fool my brain into thinking that things in the far distance were somehow closer, and like try to basically convince my brain that pieces of the world were overlapping with other pieces and like just thinking about weird parallax and that occupied way too much of my brain i definitely that's like an abstract weird thing to describe but no i totally relate to that i remember dry it's funny you mentioned cornfields because uh i didn't live anywhere where there were cornfields but i remember uh my but my grandmother did and we i remember when we like flew to pennsylvania to visit her i remember when we would drive through cornfields it was like intensely fascinating for me because you it just goes off yeah into the, the like through the, the horizon line, and you the can perceive yeah the parallax of it and the like oh the ones really far away barely move but the ones close like zoom by and i would imagine myself sort of like tethered and almost orbiting around it because i'm like oh the ones far away basically don't move so are am i like yeah. circling i was trying to like reconcile how as you say the one point yeah, perspective the, the, the ultimate works. combo of all of this is if there's somehow some linear thing like a field and a weird guardrail or perhaps two guardrails, and then also somehow a big swooping overpass goes over the top. <laughs> That's just like and, the best like sort of perspective brain eye yeah. candy uh, that can exist when you're in the back of a car. Have you guys seen the uh, Michelle Gondry Chemical Brothers um, uh, uh, music video? He I was, might it's have, but old. I know. It's from like 2000, but okay. he, the whole music video is just a perspective of like a tr- basically looking at a train window. And... Th- like you're just kind of watching like things go by and then you realize that the sort of underlying like one, two, three, four beat of the of the song lines up perfectly with like uh, telephone poles and then oh. just like as the song gets more and more complicated, it's an electronic song, so it just gets sure. like more and more layers get added. There's all of these elements in the background and foreground start getting added and it just becomes oh, that's basically really good. like oh, that's an insane cool. like wave like, that's like a Winamp like, visualizer. Winamp visualizer, yeah. yeah. But but just looking out the whole time just looking out and then like uh. That's uh-huh. my dream. God, there's, that's there's, my dream. There's this amazing break in the middle of it where it's like it gets more and more complicated and then it enters a city and it's getting really cacophonous and everything. And then it just falls away completely into this just sort of like really serene noise as it hits a field. It's amazing. It's so good. Anyway, I think it's Star Guitar is the name of the, okay. the, the that track. Sounds, that sounds really good. Yeah. Have you, have you ever seen those um, musical roads? Where they, you know, you know, when you're on a highway sometimes, and yeah, the, to sort the, of the encourage, mic- uh, like, yeah, being conscious of your speed. Oh, yeah. When, yeah, when you drive over it, it'll sort of create a vibration that goes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, in certain places, including in Japan, there are uh, highways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, Jake. Yeah. Um, there are there are certain places where the roads will actually play a succession of musical notes mm-hmm. by yeah. varying the distance between. Those like sets of uh, you my, know the frequency basically yeah, of those yeah. little. My ridges. friend Alexi was obsessed with this in college, which I, I was before any of us had known that that exists, or maybe before someone else had done it. He was obsessed with the idea of filing a patent for a road waveform, like finding the correct mix of like asphalt and metal or whatever else you would need 
to get a fidelity level that if you hit the median, it would say, drink Coca-Cola. Drink Coca-Cola. Yeah. Like, ideally, it would at first say, stop, 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 or something. But then we're like, oh, fuck, you could sell ad space literally on the road where someone, like, and then it's like, why put it in the median? Just put it in the middle of the goddamn freeway. So you're like, a toll road, you could drive in the toll lane, or or (laughs) Coca-Cola. I'm loving it, I'm loving it, I'm loving it. (laughs) To me, to me, to me, to me, to me, to me. If I could be any robot, I would be pavement engraved in the shape of an advertisement. (laughs) To go back to Daniel's actual email, I did literally these exact things i did exactly the like spot on the window yeah becomes a platformer mm-hmm. and i would move my head up and down to like jump with the with the dot i did that exact thing and then i also exactly migrated to a skateboarding tony hawk version of it <laughs> when the tony hawk video game came out and my friends and i played it all night long like it's absurd how identical my experience. See, for was. me, this this the spot was a laser, so it was like a reticle. Like I was like looking at the spot on the on the wind windshield, uh-huh. and that was like what I could shoot the laser out of. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that, yeah. That's, that's, that's what, that's what, what we talked about previously. I know. I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but yeah. That, that, that's making me remember that that I see, that, that, was like that was the version. Yeah. 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 When Daniel did this, he heard it in your voice. Uh. Well, should we endorse? Let's endorse. I'll endorse. Um, I this is this is very much in the vein of a lot of recent endorsements. I, I which I have to assume at this point is a self fulfilling prophecy. Um, after so many cooking show recommendations from Nick, YouTube now just assumes, I guess, increasingly correctly, that all I want to watch is YouTube cooking shows mm. because that's just what it gives me. Yep. I have been watching a show that is totally delightful. Uh, that is called. Alex French guy cooking and it's a French guy named Alex and he cooks you'll be surprised to learn nice. and uh, episodes are like typically five to ten minutes long and it's just this guy who lives in Paris uh, a French man and he is just the most enthusiastic delightful easy to watch guy his goal is to try and take sort of French cuisine and uh, do it um, in a modern and like approachable way that is like accessible and uh, fun but still you know aware of tradition and history um, but it's really like that's it doesn't really even really matter it's more his um, just a general approachability and uh, personality is just really nice and uh, I like it a lot of these just well made and polished but very low key YouTube cooking shows I've I've found really enjoyable. So anyway, Alex French Guy Cooking. I'll link it in the thing. Nice. Jake? Pass. Uh, <laughs> actually, you know what? Uh, I'm going to change my endorsement that I had in my head. Okay. I'm going to completely change it up and just go with another stupid food YouTube thing. No, no, no. no. I have what? to. I have to. I have to. I have to, Chris, because I will forget next week what I want to say, which is that so oh, th- maybe this is bad, but man, I discovered recently... I growing up, I like a very formative show for me was the original Iron Chef. Are you mm. guys familiar with yeah. the original run of Iron Chef at all? Like the Japanese yeah, version episodes. of Iron Chef. I haven't Chef. actually seen as much of it as I should have. God, I loved that show, and I haven't seen it in years. And I just it just came up in conversation with Janelle recently. There are hundreds of episodes of Iron Chef Japan on YouTube oh, nice. that have essentially been saved from oblivion because they don't air that show anymore. Like the second they did the American version, <laughs> they just got rid of it. 
man, is it like still a really good time. Like that show, for people who haven't ever watched it, like, I mean, the premise is absurd. It's like it's, the idea is that some man created a battle arena for chefs or something, and you right, know, they rise right. out of the ground, and then the challenger that week, who's just some usually like a notable chef in Japan, picks from the three, you know, Iron Chefs, like Iron Chef Japanese, Iron Chef Chinese, Iron Chef Italian, whatever. Uh, but then the the thing that was ruined in the American version that is still amazing about the Japanese version is they just they pick a single like theme ingredient it comes out of the floor and like these in- ridiculous like you know troughs of food just like it just looks like a cartoon and then they have to actually like one they don't know ahead of time that that ingredient is the key ingredient so they have to then mentally just go through and create a menu off the top of their heads within like five minutes and then instruct their two helpers to actually cook the thing, which is just so fascinating to watch a chef actually like work through like what they're going to do and then try to execute it within an hour. Like it's an incredible challenge in a way that I think a lot of like sort of like challenge shows now, like reality shows are not actually that. I mean, usually the challenge is either too strenuous to the point of just, oh, well, of course they're going to fail, but the, the idea is they're going to fail and it's going to be hilarious or like, but they you pull know. crazy shit off on Iron Chef. They do. And it's yeah. so good. Like, and, and, and for a show that is fully dubbed, like the dubbing is actually really well done in a way that I think is actually kind of notable. They, I don't know how they actually pulled that off where it all sounds incredibly naturalistic. They must have all just, you know, the English actors must have all been in a room, I think, and maybe been coached on every line or somewhat fluent in Japanese. I don't know how they did it. Anyway, it's really, really good, and it's all on YouTube still, and I recommend you watch it. It's so fucking good. Anyway. All right, and Nick, what is your other endorsement? (laughs) Because Jake passed on his endorsement. All right, fine. I'll do a short one. My stupid short one was I was in Hawaii yesterday, and I never get up in the morning ever. Ever like what? Like, what does that mean? You never get up. I Nick never is get asleep up. right now. I'm yeah. I am. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of asleep right now. Uh, but but I, I very rarely get up before let's say like eight thirty. You know that's kind of like my earliest hour. I'm a, not a morning person at all. But um, wow, let's suck for you when we record this podcast at eight a.m. Yeah, it does. Uh, <laughs> but no, I, but I like it though. I like being forced to. And everybody in Hawaii said. You've got to get up one day and do the sunrise. And I was like, oh, fuck. All right, I guess we're doing it. And I woke up at 5.30, and I was like, oh, God, I don't have to be doing this right now. I'm on vacation. But I guess I have to because of the peer pressure. And so I was like, all right, we're going to go do this thing. And we went out there on the beach, and it was fucking phenomenal. And, like, just I haven't seen a sunrise, from, like, going from dark to the sun poking yeah. out yeah. in probably years. It's been it a while it, it occur- occurred well. to me. Oh, I've seen it, but it's because of – it's actually been a minute, but – as of a few years ago, I saw a lot of sunrises because of work. Oh, because sure. of just staying oh. late and then yeah. going, oh, and going oh, out man. on the deck outside of the office. Yeah, uh, at my previous job and just going, well, there it is. <laughs> yeah, that's a bad time to see. <laughs> yeah, like. that's different yeah. than being out on vacation and looking, seeing it on a beach in a tropical island. But yeah, but yeah, it was it was just really. It, I wouldn't say profound, but it was just a really nice moment that I just forgot you can have. So, yeah. So see a sunrise. Yeah, do it. Why yeah. Not? That's nice. Yep. So aren't you glad you gave that and you endorsed it? Yep. Yeah. All yeah. right. All right. Well, thank you for joining us. Why, wow, you let me pass? Amazing. Okay. Do you have something? Oh, fuck it. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us on Important <laughs> If True. Leave that in. <laughs> fuck it. Thanks for joining us on Important <laughs> If True. Oh, I have an endorsement, Chris. Okay. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Oh, man. Oh, I can't man. believe Jake was going to pass on his endorsement. That's such a good endorsement. endorsement. Yeah, that was so good. It's like everyone will appreciate that. Yeah. I also yeah, like peanut butter and jelly Jake. sandwiches, Jake. 
<laughs> yeah, no. I know. They're great, aren't they? Oh, man, they're so good. Yeah, yeah, no. Five servings oh, a day. Nick, gotta get the jelly. Oh, Thank Nick. you for no. listening to Important if True. We'll be back. We'll be back next week with more of this idiocy. You can uh, send us. Foisted. You can. You can send us your questions if you need our advice or consultation. You need us to uh, work through any problems you're having. Send that to questions at importantiftrue.com. You can find us on the internet at importantiftrue.com, and that has links to everywhere we can be found, uh, our forums, how to subscribe to the podcast, everywhere else. If you like the show, tell a friend. Maybe rate us, uh, give us a review on iTunes if you like the show. Uh, that helps us out quite a bit, especially that word of mouth. And that is it for us this week. Um, for Idle Thumbs, I'm Chris Remo. I'm Nick Brecken. I'm Jake Rodkin. Why wasn't my endorsement drink Coca Cola? <laughs> <laughs>we know what we're opening with we know what Shit's story true. one is damn it <laughs> fuck oh, oh god <laughs> what cripes jeez oh darn jeez. oh darn dang 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 <laughs> please throw a podcast in toilet uh <laughs> try to <laughs>